mean that nothing will ever happen wrong in your life. Faith just means that regardless, you're going to be on top and not the bottom. Faith just means regardless that you are the one that's empowered and you're not the one that is going to walk in lack. provides the power, but we must provide the faith. So today I want to talk to you about something. I want to talk to you, and we pretty much have been doing this this service already, but God provides the power. We must provide the faith. Somebody say that with me. God provides the power. I provide the faith. The faith comes from God, but it's faith that he's given to me, and I must exercise, so therefore I have to provide the faith that is in me. You must provide the faith, the, the faith that is in you. Hebrews 11.1. 1. Are you at Hebrews 11.1? 1? Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. Say faith is. Faith is now. Faith is now a substance of something hoped for. So faith has a substance. Say faith has a substance. Faith is now. It's today. It's not something that I have to wait someday. It's not something that I have to wait until I till I um, accumulate or till I reach a certain level. Faith is now. Say, faith is now. Faith is now in me. Yeah, amen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. And it's the evidence of things unseen. Amen. Yes. I want, I want, you to, tell, I want to talk to you about faith for a moment. Because faith is not a bridge over troubled waters, but it's a pathway through them. Faith is not a bridge over troubled waters. It doesn't mean just because you have faith that you're never going to have any problems. It, so some people look at faith like, but why am I experiencing this? I have faith. I'm decreeing. I'm declaring. Well, isn't, it, isn't it a bridge over troubled waters? Faith is going to carry you through to the other side. It's giving you the staying power. Even when it's difficult, it's giving you the, the essence and the presence and the power to get to the other side. It's not, say it with me, it's not a bridge over troubled waters, but it's the staying power to get me through to the other side. Every time that you encounter a difficulty and you let the faith of God carry you through, you're allowing your strength, your muscles to be strengthened so that every assignment coming your way is null and void, that you increase in Christ because Christ is increasing in you. And therefore, there is no assignments that may be formed against you that's going to prosper. Amen? How many of you have this mentality that because you have faith, nothing should be able to touch you? No, that's not, that's not true Christianity because guess what? Let's look at the life of Jesus. Let's look at the life. He went through everything he went through, and he didn't allow the accuser of the brethren, he didn't allow the devil himself to destroy, to steal from him, but that doesn't mean he didn't go through things. That doesn't mean that he was untouched by the assignments of this world, right? But you just have faith to overcome it. You have faith to say, listen, it may be dark today, but I walk in the light of Christ. You have faith to let your praise be louder than your pain. That's why I'm saying this over and over and over. Because you're going to experience, the Bible says, tribulation, but be of good cheer for what he has overcome the world. If he's overcome the world, we're overcomers. Say, I'm an overcomer. You're an overcomer in Christ. We are overcomers. And so no matter what the media says, no matter what's going on in our culture, we are overcomers. 
We are the body of Christ, and together, collectively, we make the church. Let me just give you a, a little hint here. You by yourself, you are not the church. The church is the collective body of people together because we, have, we are part of the church, right? In other words, every member, every member doing their part, right? There are some people that have gifts that are hidden, and those gifts are just as important as a gift that is is, is out in the open and not in the front. But does that mean their gift is any less? Does it mean that their gift is not valuable? No, but we together, we all come together and together we make up the church, the body. Together we make up the body and we look at a body and this perfect analogy. Not everybody is the hand, not everybody is the foot, not everyone is the head, not everybody is the heart, not everyone is the liver, but every single part is, is very, very much needed and every part when it's working together makes up the whole body, right? So we really need to understand that together, when we gather together, our faith rises collectively and there are some amazing things that happen number one faith enables some to escape trouble but it also enables you to endure it Amen. so sometimes faith is going to enable you to escape that trouble your faith is i don't think so devil huh not on my watch and you take authority that thing just was defeated and destroyed sometimes faith is going to enable you to escape trouble sometimes it's going to enable you to endure it Sometimes you're like, but I've been taking authority. I've been standing on the word. I've been doing this thing. Exactly. Keep doing it. Keep doing it because your faith is getting stronger with everything you decree that's based on the word of truth. Everything you start with declaring, God, declaring God's word is actually coming to pass because the word of God is what's coming to pass. God says in his word, I am watching over my word to perform it. So when it's difficult and you preach that word, you decree it. Preach it to yourself if necessary. Preach it to yourself if necessary. Do you ever preach the word of God to yourself? Looking in the mirror, say, self, enough. How many of your parents in this room? If your parents in this room, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Self, enough of that. Come on, get into alignment. Sometimes you just got to talk to yourself like you did your three-year-old. You do. Like, All right, enough of this. Enough of this. So... Faith enables some to escape trouble. It also enables others to endure it. Faith enables, faith delivers some from death. Delivers some from death. Wow, you prayed, the person lived. You prayed, the person was restored. But it also enables others to die victoriously. Faith will enable others to die victoriously. Look at the, look at the apostles, look at the disciples, look at the martyrs. To die victoriously. Look at Jesus. To die victoriously. Listen, we got to have a right balance of faith. I believe in faith. Faith is now. Only with faith will we please God. But faith doesn't mean that nothing will ever happen wrong in your life. Faith just means that regardless, you're going to be on top and not the bottom. Faith just means regardless that you are the one that's empowered and you're not the one that is going to walk in lack in the end. It may look like that at some stages of life, but faith is going to cause you to rise and soar and remain steadfast. Amen. Glory to God. Negative thoughts. Let's talk about some negative thoughts. And while you're doing that, go ahead and turn to Ephesians 6. Negative thoughts are not even your thoughts. Negative thoughts, negative emotions, they're not even your thoughts. They are fiery darts. 
Someone say with me, the negative thoughts, the negative emotions, you may feel them, of course you feel them, and of course they feel very real, but they're actually fiery darts. They are fiery darts that were sent to you by the enemy himself. You just had faith to receive them. You just had faith to receive them. Uh, I'm going to say it again. The negative thoughts, uh, the negative emotions that are fiery darts, uh, they came from the wicked one. But you just had faith to receive them. But I'll tell you what, today you can say, that's not the kind of faith I want. And I cast that thing out because I realize that just as I had faith to receive the negativity, I also have the power and the ability to receive that which is of God that says I'm an overcomer. That which is of God that says, I, he will never leave me. He will never forsake me. He is my abundant supplier. He is my abundant provider. He is El Roy. He is the God that sees everything. He doesn't miss a beat. He doesn't, people may miss it. You may go, ah, no one knows. No one sees, but God sees. God sees and God also rewards. He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Is that not what the word says? So if you have had faith to receive negative emotions, negative thoughts, if you've been plagued with negative thoughts, uh, we know the Bible says to cast every thought down, make it obedient to the word of God, right? But remember, the reason that it was there, the reason that it was allowed to stay there is because you just had faith to receive it. Powerful, isn't it? But today you're going to have faith to kick that thing out. Today, you're going to have faith to kick that thing out and say, wow, I was totally deceived. Oh, no, no, no way, devil. You are being cast out. How many of you guys would say, wow, this is, I'm going to apply this today. I'm applying this today. Amen. Now, Ephesians 6, 16 is the scripture that I want to look at today. It says, above all, taking the shield of faith, which it says you will be able to quench all of the fiery darts of the wicked one. Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench, quench is to put out, extinguish. So I'm going to put out, I'm going to extinguish every fiery dart that tries to come my way. So above all, taking the shield of faith with which you are able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. A fiery dart. Think about the fiery dart. And, you know, Roman soldiers had wooden shields. And the wooden shields, they would drench with water before they would go into a battle. Because if you drench wood with water, it's not going to burn. The fiery darts that are being, uh, you know, launched at this shield, it's not going to have the same effect. If a fiery dart hit a wooden shield, it's going to have some damage. But if that wooden shield is covered and drenched in water, the effect that it would have had, it's not going to have. Are we following? But you, saints in the Lord, the fiery darts are sent, but are you covered in the water of the Lord? The Bible says that the water is what we are to cover ourselves in. We are to be washed with the water of the word. Are you being washed with the water of the word? Because if you're drenched in the water of the word, the fiery darts will still come. They're just not going to destroy you. The fiery darts will come, but they're not going to destroy you. Say, they're not going to destroy me. I'm going to be washed in the water of the word. Some of you are saying, where is that scripture at? Turn to Ephesians 5. Just go back one chapter. Ephesians chapter 5. And in verse 26, 
it says that he might sanctify, and, and we're talking about Jesus here, he, capital H, that he might sanctify and cleanse her, meaning the church, the bride of Christ. So Jesus would sanctify and cleanse his church with the washing of water by the word. He wants to sanctify and he wants to cleanse you with the washing of water, which is the word. That's why when we, when we read our word, we're being washed. How many of you read your Bible and go, wow, I just feel so new, so clean. Is that not, am I the only one? No, you read the word of God and you know, you get filled, you're, you're satisfied, you're like, wow, that's so good. But you're also washed in the word. You're washed in the word. So therefore, you're drenched in water. When you're drenched in water and those fiery darts, and I want you to think about those fiery darts because some of those fiery darts are laced with venom and you were the target. But when you're drenched in water, the target now doesn't get to have its place in you. Amen? Say, it's not gonna have its place in me. It's not going to have its place in me because I have the sword of the Lord. I have the shield of faith and I've got the word of God and I'm going to be saturated. Let every person in this room be saturated with the word of truth. Let the word so richly dwell within you that you are washed from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. That your mind, your body, your spirit, your soul, everything within you is being transformed right now. Let every lying spirit be bound and cast out right now. Let every place where the enemy tried to come against you and bring faith for negativity be cast to the ground right now and shall it bear no fruit it shall bear no fruit and in the mighty name of Jesus but what will bear fruit is what is good what is pure what is lovely what is admirable whatever is praiseworthy the Bible says to think on these things we're gonna think on these things we're gonna think on these things and this is what's gonna come about in your life in my life amen how does something come about now faith is now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. I don't need to see it with my eyes for it to come about. You don't need to see it with your natural eyes for in order for this to come about. You need to stand in a position of faith. You need to stand in a position of knowing who you are. You need to stand in a position that says, you know what? The assignments that came against me yesterday are just that, yesterday's assignments. Because today I've risen up in faith. I'm strong in the Lord and I'm not gonna allow a lying spirit to have my life, my future, because my future is bright in Christ. Your future is bright in Christ. Your children's future is bright in Christ. In other words, the spirit of the living God that is hears you, that is with you, that is for you and not against you is not going to leave you because now faith is. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things unseen. But you're going to see it because you're going to continue to walk with Christ and you're going to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. How many of you have said, I've already seen part, part of it, but I'm going to see the fullness of it. Oh, I'm going to see the fullness of it. You know, that kind of a radical Christian, the devil doesn't know what to do with. He doesn't know what to do with because joy, 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 joy down in my heart. And he's going, what are you so joyful about? Joy, joy, joy down in my heart. It's the presence of the Lord that is the fullness of joy, right? Amen. It's in the presence of the Lord that is the fullness of joy. And the joy of the Lord is my strength. Why are you so strong? Why are you so happy? The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Well, everything must be so perfect in your life. Nope. The joy of the Lord is my strength. In the presence of the Lord, there is is the fullness of joy. It is in the presence of the Lord that is the fullness of joy. So therefore, when you're not in the presence of the Lord, because you choose to take yourself out, because God never moves, but if you choose to take yourself out of that divine presence, there is no fullness of joy. 
So if you're lacking joy, you got to get yourself back into the presence of the Lord. See, people want God to do something when God says, no, 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 it's your job to do it. Don't put on God what he's waiting for you to do. Well, I'm waiting for God to do I'm praying, I'm decreeing. You know. In the presence of the Lord is the fullness of joy. If there's no joy, you're not in the presence of the Lord. Can I make it any more plain? If you're not experiencing joy, you're not in the fullness of God's presence. How could she say that? She has no idea what I've been going through. She has no idea what, she, what I've been going through. She doesn't know the death. She doesn't know the sorrow. She doesn't know the misery. I may not know the details of what you're going through, but I know this one thing, this one thing I know. God is not a man that he should lie. He is not a man that he should lie. And his word already decreed it. His word says in the presence of the Lord, there's the fullness of joy. See, the problem is, is that in our churches, not this one, but some, they think joy is happy. I'm so happy all the time. I'm happy. Listen, you might be happy. That's fine. But you know what? Joy is something that is God-given. Joy is an inner place, an inner stillness, an inner security. It's knowing who you are. Joy is what God gives us with strength. He says it's in the presence of the Lord that we have the fullness of strength and joy. Are we following? In the presence of the Lord, there's the fullness of joy, right? And the joy of the Lord is my strength. Joy gives you strength. Some of you are weak, sorry, down, heavy-hearted, whatever. But joy gives you strength. Yeah. You need more strength? Get more joy. If you need more strength... So I'm like, Lord, I need more strength. Lord, I need more strength. That's fine, but how about just applying the word of God that says, it's in my presence. It's over here. Oh, it's over there. Then I'm going to get in the presence of the Lord. Oh, glory. Ah, hallelujah. I'm going to get in the presence of the Lord. I'm going to read the word of God. I'm going to get in the presence of the Lord. I'm going to praise my way through. I'm going to get in the presence of the Lord. And, be, and sometimes you're just hearing that lying spirit. Ah, it's like, yeah, yeah. Praise louder. Get louder. I've got to pray until start praying in tongues but get louder if you have to get louder and drown him out drown him out drown him out you got to drown him out sometimes but it's in the presence of the Lord that we find our strength hallelujah glory <laughs> fire fire yeah I hear fire fire Woo! glory to God you know, something else I want you to tell you is that he never is going to ask you to believe for something that he is, that he's never going to fulfill. The Lord will not ask you to believe for something that he has no intention to fulfill. So when God promises you something, he has every intention to fulfill it. But you stay in a position of receiving truth. That truth, God's truth, always will be fulfilled in your life because he doesn't make promises that he is not willing to keep. We do our part. He will do his part. 
His part is to see that you stand firmly planted in the word of God. Where does that tree grow? It says plant that tree in Psalm 1 by the rivers of living water. When you're planted by the rivers of living water, your fruit is going to come forth in season. Your leaves are not going to wither. If God says that you're planted by the streams of living water, you're not taking counsel from the wicked. You're not walking, sitting, and talking with the wicked. Instead, whatever you do will prosper because you're doing it according to the word. You're having faith for truth. Say, I've got faith for the truth of God's word and I'm not going to allow the lying spirit to have my life. Amen. Glory to God. Somebody shout out amen. amen. So how are we called to live? By faith. Amen. We're called to live by faith. Romans 1.17 says, the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. What's the just? The righteous, those that are righteous. You're righteous because of the blood of Jesus. You're not righteous because of your own strength. You're righteous because of the blood of Jesus. He's made you righteous. In other words, when he sees us, he sees us through the blood of Jesus. Now he sees us through the redeemed because of the blood of Christ. We are redeemed through the blood of Christ. He sees us that way. The just, the righteous, shall live by faith. You live by faith. And we've been describing what faith is this whole time. Faith is not denial of what's going on. Faith is believing something bigger, which is the word of God. Faith is saying, let me tell you something. Facts change. Fa they change. Facts are temporary and they do change, but truth never does. Truth is the word of God. What is truth? Thy word is truth. What is truth? Thy word is truth. Truth is not what the culture tells you it is. Truth is not, well, truth is progressive and truth changes. The truth never changes. But God says, I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. Is he not the same? He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's why you stand upon the word of God and you know you will never go wrong. You will never go wrong when you stand upon the truth of God's word. You are healed. You are set apart. God has called you to walk in his strength, to bring forth the good news. He has called you to live by faith. That faith is now. That faith is present. That faith will activate in you something you could have never done any other way. And God says, if you're going to walk in faith, which you should walk in faith, you're going to also walk in joy and your joy that joy is your strength that joy is my joy I've given it to you that joy comes from heaven above it's not it's not something in the natural it's supernatural it's the joy 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 that comes down from heaven and fills you up in the mighty name of Jesus and becomes your strength glory Woo! wow God is good all the time what was the word sent for, church of God? The word of God. It was sent to heal, sent to deliver. Jesus is the word, the living word. He was sent to heal. He was sent to deliver. He was sent, he was sent to set the captives free, to destroy the yokes of bondage, to destroy the devil's work, right? But Psalm 107.20, it says that he sent his word and he healed and delivered them from their destruction. Think about that scripture, the promise in that scripture. He sent his word. Jesus is the word. God sent the word. God, Jesus is the word. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their 
destruction. In other words, you've been delivered, rescued from the pit. You've been delivered, rescued from hell. You've been delivered, rescued from the enemy's assignments today. It wasn't just for salvation. It wasn't just, well, I'm saved. Yes, you are. Praise the Lord. But how about today? How about the assignments that come against your character today? The assignments that come against your family today? The assignments that come against your own body today? How about the assignments that come against your marriages today, your finances today? He says, I set my word. I set my word and I healed you. I set my word and I delivered you from the destruction of the enemy, from the destruction of the evil one. So we stand firm on the word of God. What's going to be, what's going to come about is the truth, which is the word of God. Amen? Amen. It's powerful that we get this in our spirit, man. So last scripture, and it is Romans 10, 8. To make God's word first place, where do we put it? To make God's word first place, we must put God's word in our mouth and in our heart. The word of God is near you. It is in your mouth and it is in your heart. To make it first place, we've got to place it in our mouth and in our heart. You know, yeah, you know how when you're going through a difficulty and you're going, oh, I just need to say, I need to say, I need to say the word, I need to say something, and nothing comes out. If nothing is coming out, it's because you haven't put the word in. When you start putting the word in and you're in a difficult, you're being squeezed, you're being squeezed, a difficult situation comes about, and you don't know what to say, you're going to know what to say because you're used to putting the word in your mouth. You're going to know what to say. You know what's going to come out of your mouth and it's going to be the living word of God that's living and active and powerful and sharper than a double-edged sword. And the devil goes packing because he has no leg to stand on when you decree the word of God. Woo! Glory! Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. So God's provision is the power, but we must provide the faith. Isn't that a good deal? He's going to provide the power. Are you going to provide the faith? Everyone stand to your feet right now. I want you to stand to your feet. I want you to start to decree the word of God. That greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I want you to just decree the word of God. That no weapon formed against me shall prosper. No weapon at all. Oh, that weapon is under my feet right now. It's not going to prosper. I'm strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Oh, thank you, Lord God. The righteous are as bold as a lion. The boldness of God. I've got the boldness of the Lord. I've got the strength of the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you for your joy. Thank you for your strength. Thank you for your perfect presence, your perfect peace. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord God, that every need is met in Christ. Thank you, Lord God. I am the head and not the tail. I am the head. Say it over yourselves. I'm the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. I am the head. I'm blessed when I go in. I'm blessed when I go out. You're blessed when you go in. You're blessed when you go out. Thank you, Lord God, that you've given me the mind of Christ. I thank you that with the mind of Christ, every assignment is under my feet. Every assignment has no place, no weight, no bearing. I cancel every scheme of the enemy, every lying scheme of the enemy. Be bound and cast to the ground right now. Go to the sea, never to be restored again in the mighty name of Jesus. For God is with me and he will never leave me. He will never forsake you. He is with you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. Church of God, somebody shout amen.